I believe that the New York Knicks will be the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals this year. I love this. I love this. And I would love for you to just take the floor and give me every single reason why, because I have zero reasons to believe you. What's up, everybody? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast. I'm here with the What We Learn Houston Rockets edition, Josh Garcia. How we doing, buddy? Sir, yes, sir. I'm incredible, man. I, I, I cannot complain. I'm really happy that Chet had his shine this past weekend. I'm happy that Jimmy Butler missed a couple shots in the clutch this weekend. All my propaganda is fully, fully working itself out. And we're only three weeks into the season. I mean, this is... This is exactly what I want. I, I couldn't wish for it. Yeah, the, the Chet Holmgren shot against Golden State was highlight of the season, arguably, so far. Jimmy Butler good. failing has gotten you up in arms. You were just ecstatic about it. You were texting me last night. Just just yep. living it up, buddy. You were just living it up. Yep. 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 I even walked outside of the bar. I was watching it standing by myself, enjoying every minute of it. It was, it was well, perfect. I don't appreciate the Jimmy Butler slander, but this podcast is brought right. to you by Zing Zang's Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix and the Celebrity Mint. We'll get into both of those later, but we're going to start off with Zing Zang's Blaze and Bloody Mary. If you haven't already, go get the Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix from Zing Zang. It's great. It's delicious. It's bacon infused. You can get it already made with vodka, pre-made, or you can just get the mix and add your own vodka, add your own bacon, add your own celery, do the things, whatever you, whatever else you're going to put in a Bloody Mary. Go get the Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary mix. Make your Bloody Mary today. This segment is brought to you by Zing Zang. This is a Blazing Hot Take. I believe that the New York Knicks will be the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals this year. I love this. I love this. And I would love for you to just take the floor and give me every single reason why, because I have zero reasons to believe you. Like the Heat, I've always liked the Mavericks. Just kind of been all over the place. Always kept an eye on the entire NBA because this is a players league. And when you grow up in Alabama, you're either a Hawks fan or a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Neither of which are cool teams to be a fan of. Nightmare blunt rotation, worst and, combo. Unless you're from those cities, it's like, ah, uh, I'm okay. Like, I'm all right. I didn't want to be a fan of that. Started watching basketball in 2003. LeBron, D-Wade, Melo kind of just what happened I, I followed those players i watched the teams that they played for that's what happened so i've kept a close eye on the knicks for well over a decade at this point i believe that the knicks will make the nba finals this season due to a few factors jalen brunson dog he's a dog and if he was still a dallas maverick right now i would just be ecstatic but we get Kyrie. like it's all right it's fine Everything's fine. It's fine in Dallas. Uh, it's not fine. We're down nine right now in the second quarter. But nevertheless, Jalen Brunson, leader of a team. I think he's a top-tier point guard. I think he's in the top tier. I, I don't know why. I just I just do because he makes shots when they need him to. He hits shots all the time. He coordinates that just godforsaken offense sometimes because sometimes you look at the Knicks offense and you're like, what are we doing? What, what, why? What? What's happening? You put Brunson on the floor, everything starts to look better. Everything looks better. I also believe that the New York Knicks will make a trade at some point this season for a superstar. 
have to. It's time. They, they surpassed Donovan Mitchell. They've been waiting on Bede, Embiid. They've been waiting on Giannis. They passed up on Dame, rightfully so, I believe. I think Dame is a free throw merchant, and maybe we should talk about that later as well. Um, save that for another time. But those are your own personal. Yeah. Though. What we can, we can, but I don't think you can't put Dame with Brunson. We've already seen that with McCollum. It's not going to work. Embiid might be there, maybe this season. We'll see. They passed up on Harden. They passed up on Donovan Mitchell, although they might have another shot to get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how that fits. Regardless, they have a team that likes each other, and that's due to the Nova Knicks. You got DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Jalen Bronson. You've just got all the boys in there. What would you think about Mikhail Bridges being a little crosstown trade to well, join the Nova Knicks. He, he doesn't have to move anywhere. His family's all in the right place. He, I mean, I can't even think of the, the assets you'd give up. I was personally thinking, you know, since Julius Randle's done, you know, shooting his tour dates, now that he's actually giving more right. production to the Knicks, you have that value where you can go out and get almost superstar for superstar. I mean, of course, you're going to need more assets down the line if you're the Knicks, but to give away, I mean, but... Uh, Mikael Bridges, I mean, come on. I mean, that. hey, it would benefit the Rockets. You know, we got their picks for the next, probably until I turn 35. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sure. long time. But uh, that would definitely benefit the Knicks. I think that uh, I could sit here and say, oh, they need to miss. They have, they're they going to get this missing piece and everything's going to be fine. But, you know, I can't really bore the train of, oh, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they're going to be in the Finals. A lot has to go right. It's a top-heavy East very weak rest of the conference. I mean, you, you got the you got the Wizards probably fighting for a play-in at the moment, but that's not going to change anything. That's not going to change anything. They're, they're going to be shit. Everyone, the bottom five to seven, bottom ten worst teams in the league just happen to reside there, and the Nets, be, the Nets being one of them. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be really we're gonna be really happy if Mikael Bridges or any Cam Johnson goes anybody anywhere else. I mean, it'll be really beneficial for anybody who's involved. Especially yeah, and I think R.J. Barrett taking a leap. I know he's been out the last few games with sickness, um, but him just being good and not shooting poorly. I think there was a stat the other day that I don't know, remember what it was. It was things like points, rebounds, assists for a career before age, whatever. And the list was literally LeBron, Wilt, and R.J. Barrett. Not bad. There, yeah, I mean. Those Duke guys are just different, like we talked about last pod. I mean, that R.J. Barrett coming out, you just saw the raw potential. And, I mean, just for optics and vibes, left-handed dude can throw down, can drive, play a little bit of defense for a young guy. For a young guy. I mean, it's good that he has all these intangibles, but it's even better that he's turning it around and making a difference at this moment. I mean, we're, we're only a five or six, seven-game sample size out of him this year, but – from what we've seen, it's it's really been just leaps and bounds, completely remarkable. And I think that this might be the year that at least he figures it out. I don't know about your Knicks, but at least he might make that, you know, third yeah. year leap. I, I don't know. I just I believe it. I, I've been believing in this Knicks team that they, they seem good. Uh bad vibes from Randall for a little bit there in the first couple of weeks of the season, but he, he's yeah. rounding into form now. Mitchell Robinson's been awesome. Nova Knicks, obviously. And R.J. Barrett just being good is a huge thing. And then they also have a six-man 
quality guy in Emmanuel Quickly, who they did not pay at the end of this offseason. So that could be a problem next year. But they're good. I think they're good, and they have the, the assets to go get somebody like Mikhail Bridges, like Joel Embiid, if that's something that Embiid starts to push on. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I believe the Knicks will make the finals this season. It'll be an interesting journey for the Eastern Conference because I don't really believe in any team. I just don't. I Boston doesn't scare me for any reason at all whatsoever. And it's sad because Boston is my number one, and I don't think anyone's touching Denver. Yeah. I don't think if we get 50, 60 games of healthy Kawhi, PG, Harden, sure. But a lot has to go right for that to happen. Right. I mean, they're, 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 you know, just entering the old folks facility. They just got their social security checks. They're, they're, they're out of it, but I, I really think, you know, the West is just so much more dominant at this point. And I mean, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for somebody to get out of the East, not named Milwaukee, Boston, maybe right. Philly. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, so that was my Zing Zang's Blazing Hot Take presented by Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Merry Mix. What what do you have for a Blazing Hot Take there, brother? I've been, you know, I've been thinking. And when we talk about sample size, you know, you got stinker, 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 average game, average game, stinker, stinker. Great game in Chet Holmgren. Um, the potential, the upside. The, the fact that he looks like chopsticks, the fact that his – when he moves around the court, he just – what's happening? I love every minute of it, but what's happening? And Chet Holmgren just has those vibes. He has those – oh, he just passes every single eye test for me, especially when I was seeing that uh, Golden State Warriors game. I'm really I'm really thinking that he's – you know, I could, I could say rookie of the year, but, I mean, I want it to be better. I want it to be bigger. He has the potential to be an all-time great NBA center within the next five years. And I genuinely believe that. And I'm sorry, but it's true. No, I I can't necessarily disagree with you. It's an outlandish take to call him an all-time great NBA center when there, there's been a lot of really good ones. But I, I believe he could be all-NBA in the next couple of years, just like Shea took his leap this past season. Um He's on a really good team for this. They they develop well. The vibes are immaculate. They all care. As Bill Simmons says, they give a shit. You know, they give a shit. Wow. Um, that was a great Yeah, question. they just give a shit. I don't I like know. That. You know? It's yeah. the most Bill Simmons take of all time. I, I listened to his podcast on Friday, and that was pretty much the entire NBA section was, well, he just he just gives a shit. He just, he just tries. And I'm like, did you watch? And, and I'm, glad, I'm glad that you said – for this, you know, in regards to, the, to to their team, it's a great team for this. It's a great team to experience, Chet. You, you, they're so young, so fresh, you know, to where you can experiment. You, you can have three and four stinkers in a row before you drop thirty five, like or thirty six, how he did the other night. I mean, this is the squad to do it with. You have Shea, who is just clearly miles above any other guard. I mean, I'm not gonna say any other guard. Let me be clear: any other guard on that team, any other guard in that division. Fair, All right. fair, fair. We're with it. Um, the, the team's just running deep at this point. I mean, you got anybody on that squad within the first, you know, seven, eight names in regards to minutes. You can probably put fifteen on anybody. Yeah, on anybody. Um, I, I hate to say their young squad's deep, but I mean, they're deep. Like it's, it's no, different. they definitely it's are. Different. And like Bill Simmons says, they do give a shit. Like they are competitive. It like we talked about it with uh, Anthony Edwards last week. See the face of the NBA. He cares. He's competitive. I think everyone on OKC is in 
the same kind of realm. Maybe not the hyper competitive fuck you mentality that they all have, but Chet Helmgren hit that shot to go to OT the other night against Golden State. Was that last night? Saturday night. We're recording this uh, Sunday, November 19th at 7.43 p.m., so some games are going on right now. But yeah, Chet hit that shot, turn around at the buzzer, three ball, goes in, send them to OT, and as he's, like, running down the court celebrating a little bit, he kind of looks at Steph and he goes, that's my shit right there, motherfucker. That's my shit. And Shay just had the look of, oh, my God, he said that that. in front of Steph, of all people. And then to go on and win the game, too. 10, 10 to 12 games in your NBA career. I mean, I know he had this year off, yeah. this past year off of injury, but dude, dude. He, different or different? Like, let's be serious. He, he's I, I'm not seeing Wimby saying, that's my shit, motherfucker. That's my shit. So I, I'm I'm with you. Chet's going to win rookie of the year. I don't, I don't think that's a question at this point. If both of them stay healthy, Wimby's going to be good, but they're not going to win enough games, and he's going to put up more stinkers than Chet is. I think Chet's more... Mature in a sense that he he was with the NBA last season. He got to see everybody practice. He was in the training rooms probably. Like he's developed a relationship with this team. This team's good. That's the other thing. They're going to make a top six seed probably in the West. Chet's good. Chet's good. He's on my fantasy team. He's my he was my rookie pick. Um, I always take a rookie because I'm like someone's going to be good. I took Chet fairly early. Yeah, yeah. It gives yourself even more to look forward to. Outside of you know the usual yeah. picks, so I like that a lot. So yeah. that was Zing Zang's blazing bloody Mary, blazing hot takes presented by Zing Zang. Knicks are going to make the finals. Chet Holmgren's going to be an all-time great NBA center, according to Josh, not by me. Um, before we get into the next segment, let's talk about these celebrity mint. This episode is also brought to you by the Celebrity Mint. Go check them out. Celebritymint.com at the Celebrity Mint on social media. They've got these awesome tokens of Ric Flair, Mike Tyson. They're a Houston-based company, and we're proud to have them a part of the Apollo Media family. Go check out the Celebrity Mint online and on social media. I, I, I think it's time. We're three weeks into the season. What's the time for? We did this on Play Action Take, so if you haven't already, go hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Go check out our NFL podcast, Play Action Takes. We do something we, we call people under surveillance when things aren't going well, when things look a little fishy, a little suspicious, we we call out, we bring out the binoculars. Yes, we put them under surveillance. So we're going to do a little something different. Fraud watch. We're going to put people on fraud watch. They're not under surveillance. They're under fraud watch. So that, that doesn't mean that they're frauds. It's just that they could be frauds. And we, we're going to investigate a little bit more, gather details, detective-like work, Trying to trying to put someone on fraud watch. You were very excited yeah. about this team that we're going to bring up first. I am not with this, so this is your take. But you have the Miami Heat under fraud watch. We talked about it last week. Uh, I would say it's personal vendettas against Miami. It partially is, but like I mentioned, overexposure, overstimulate, overstimulation. I mean, I feel so confused when I watch the Heat. I hate the fact that they score under 100 points. I hate the fact that they hold teams under 100 points. It angers the shit out of me strictly because this is not what the NBA is. I love all these players that don't 
feel like what the NBA is, like Jokic, Wemby, all these different alien type of players. When you put all those people on a team and they don't pass the vibe test or the eye test, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, yeah, cool. They're seven and four. They've won games. Great. Great. Will they make the Eastern Conference Finals again? I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I could I I could sit here all night, but I'll, I'll leave it with strictly this. Bam, we talked about it last mm-hmm. pod. Love you, Bam. One of the best centers in the NBA. One of the most underappreciated players in the NBA. And that's honestly my saving grace for this Miami Heat team. Or else, I think I would have like a genuine hatred for them. You know, outside of you know my boy Bam. But I can't I can't watch Jimmy Butler basketball, especially in the regular season. It becomes not just an eyesore. It becomes so much work. I have so many issues with this team. It all starts with Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. I'm with you. Kentucky Wildcat, I'm with you. I can't do the rest of the squad. It is. It makes me so angry seeing Duncan Robinson play. It makes me so angry seeing Jimmy Butler play. This is all off of emotion. All of this is off of emotion. I have no facts to back this up. All I'm telling you is the Miami Heat will not reach the Easter Conference Finals. Not this year, not next year. As long as Jimmy Butler is in this league, it is not happening. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm speaking with my emotion. I'm speaking Why do you not like watching Jimmy Butler play basketball? He is slow. He is angry. He plays the game with this with this menacing look. He's angry. He's confused. He wants to he wants to kill people on the court. With you know, not with fouls. Not with flavors, not with not with his Draymond shit back and forth. He wants to kill people with the basketball in his hand. And a part of me loves that. You know, if I was 12, 13 years old, like how I was watching, you know, late T Mac, how I was watching Aaron Brooks, how I was watching early James Harden. Killers are great for the sport. If you kill people and you are injured, do not win. If you are in this weird position where you you don't pass my test. I can't be the only one who thinks this. And the Heat, to me, are just such a weird team. And it's, and also, maybe maybe it's because I don't like the East. I don't like almost every single team in the East. And that is my biggest issue with them, strictly based off personal reasons. And I would like to just leave it at that. Love you, Bam Adebayo. Thank you for all the memories you've created for me. And I wish you would win somewhere else. Thank you. I'm, I'm just never going to put the Miami Heat on Fraud Watch, ever. Uh, due to Eric Spolcher being their head coach and Heat culture, as corny as it is to say, it works. It always has. It probably always will as long as certain people are in positions of power. Pat Riley, as long as he's still there, as long as uh, Mickey Rourke and Eric Spolcher are there, it's going to keep happening. They're going to keep getting a superstar and turning them into like a mythical creature of 0% body fat and just playing awful aesthetic basketball and winning basketball games that's what it is it's not a fun game to watch i agree i just love it so much it reminds me of the 2010s where every game was like in the 80s or the 90s and you're like this is bad it was a lot like game six or game seven of the 2016 finals the last four minutes of that game you're like this is awful everybody's missing everybody's getting blocked LeBron's missing clutch free throws Y'all won't talk no, about that, though. for sure that's, not. That's but I loved it. I love it. I just love the way he, the Heat play basketball. I wish the Mavericks would play that. Good, 
the Knicks play basketball like this. It's like, mm. it's gross. And I hate it, but yeah, I, I love that's it. That's my problem. That is my biggest problem is it just, it doesn't feel right to watch. It feels illegal. And that is my okay. problem with this Miami Heat team. And, and the Heat don't help themselves with the Heat culture shtick and all that kind of stuff. So I get it. I'm not putting the Heat on Fraud Watch. Uh, let's move on to the next team. Uh, the Detroit Pistons. This is this jail. is jail, jail, jail for the Detroit Pistons. Yes, yes. This is me being a senior in high school, seeing some kid on the side of the road and giving him a noogie, or you know, taking his lunch money. I feel bad, but how long is this going to keep going on for? The the the, the post the other day. Uh, ever since Instagram was created, the Detroit Pistons have not. I was won baffled in the playoffs. Baffled. It. Oh my god! Like. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So if you haven't seen it on Apollo NBA on Twitter, go follow him, Apollo NBA. I tweeted out a graphic someone had put out, and it's like a Venn diagram. And it's like, have you made the playoff or have you won a playoff game or have you been to the playoffs since uh, Instagram was created? And there's one bubble with 29 teams in it. And it says, yes, of course, Instagram was created in 2010. There is one team on the far right of the graphic, and it's the Detroit Pistons, and it says no. Nope. I, nope. What are we doing, Detroit? What What are we doing? I feel, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And I don't want to stick on this too, right. too long. When will the upside end? Cade Cunningham, you are amazing at basketball. But please, what has got to get? Why is Jaden Ivey coming off the bench? Why is Killian Hayes playing 30 minutes a game? I want to – there are so many bad things I want to do when I watch this team play basketball, especially when I'm seeing it on a nightly basis like how I am. I don't like the fact that I've seen multiple Pistons games this year willingly, and that's what hurts haven't, the most. Haven't I've, I've chosen to go through <laughs> this pain. I think that's why I feel so strongly about that's it. That's fair. Uh, head coach, Monty Williams, assistant coach, Stephen Silas. No, notable – Assistant coach Steven Silas. But, uh, you know, we wish success on everybody that uh, is involved with Houston. Yeah, so. sure. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Pistons suck. Uh, sure. They're definitely on my fraud watch as well. Next team, <laughs> another Midwestern team, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Chicago Bulls literally just beat the Heat after going down 25 yeah. to 1 in the first quarter and then coming back and winning by, was it four? Two. Yeah, I, again, again, I, I feel bad even mentioning. Uh, I'm really glad they got that win, especially, you know, after having all this heat talk earlier. But uh, it, players only meeting. Did, did we one. see Zach Levine walk off the court and not talk to the press yes. uh, or media, whatever it was, a little on-court yeah, post-game was, interview? Yeah. He was getting grabbed by the Chicago Bulls PR person. He just walked right on through, head down, doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Even put a little hand up. Yeah, give him a little stiff I, arm. He wants out in the worst way possible. What are we doing? He wants out of Chicago in the worst <laughs> way possible. Alex Caruso, we yeah. would love you in Dallas, Texas. You can come back home. Just saying. Houston is closer to College Station than Dallas is. You know, here's my pitch. Luca. You know, we have Luca. Uh, we have great food. We have great food. We don't have Luca. Uh, and uh, we have a less strict police for your uh, off off the court. Highland Park has its own uh, school district and police stations. So if you would like to go live in Highland Park, I'm sure you could afford it. Fair, um, fair. We've got River Oak. Yeah, the well. Bulls are a disaster class, even though they won like yeah. 
I don't care that they're winning games. They don't like each other. The coach has no control over the locker room. Not that a coach really rules a locker room necessarily in the NBA. Especially, especially right. Uh, it's just a disaster all around. Every team has been monitoring to, monitoring the Bulls' situation for trades since like game three, game two. Yeah. It's literally been reported. The Athletic, New York Times, yeah. like everybody's been tweeting it out. I'm like, well, yeah. just go ahead and do it. Why wait until the trade deadline? Just go ahead and do it. Get Levine off the books. Get DeRozan off the books. Send Caruso back to Texas in one way or another. Andre Drummond, also, you want to come to Dallas? Rumors have been swirling for, like, years about Andre Drummond. So, yeah. I will say he would look good in yeah. I'll, I'll It'd be great. Um, Bulls blow it up. Fraud watch always and forever. The Washington Wizards. Gross. I mean, basketball. they're they're just frauds. Uh, Jordan Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole not paying attention during timeouts. Uh, you know, noted Instagram model and influencer Ruby Rose attending there one of is. the games, and uh, then uh, Jordan Poole playing the way he played. Uh, you know, good for you, good for you, Jordan. I'm glad that you can, uh, you know, feel the motivation in the right places. That's what young people do. You know, young people make mistakes. Young people are very lustful. They're very, you know, they they, they want to look for things that they might not expect on a day to day basis. And if you're an NBA player, you know, I mean, you know, your, your head's in and out, especially at that age. You know, have your fun, Jordan. You are the superstar of that team. You know? Yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. Everyone was smashing the everyone was smashing the over on Jordan Poole's points last night because Ruby Rose was in attendance, and uh, he got less than half of his point total. I think it was like 16 and a half. He got eight points. Gross. Wizards, terrible, terrible. You missed the tank by one season. I don't know what we were doing. I, I will say, um, shout out TikTok creator Lisco2000 um, for her take on uh, "There's a Light That Never Goes Out" by the Smiths by saying, uh, "If there's a Kyle, if the Kyle Kuzma bus crashes into us, to die by your side is such a heavenly way to die." You know, it, it, it was so poetic, and I'm so glad that I could at least have that out of the Wizards season because. That was probably the highlight, and it was made by nobody on the team. At least Kyle Kuzma had the cool pink sweater that had long sleeves. Yeah, yeah, that was a little Ariana Grande vibe. I liked it. Um, We'll jump the next one. Let's go to the last team. I'm putting them on fraud watch for no other reason other than injuries and an owner that decided to go all in on three separate injury-prone Superstars, the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Fraud Watch. We'll talk about it. Bradley Beal is gone for the next three weeks and will be reevaluated then due to whatever was it his back or his knee? I can't remember what it was. Regardless, hurt. Kevin Durant, uh, been really healthy, been playing very well. You got about forty-five more games this season, maybe fifty if you're lucky. That's that's being right. Generous. Yeah. Um, all of those are being generous. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Devin Booker has been hurt this season, strangely. Like, I feel like he hasn't been super hurt in the past, but the injury bug uh, goes around. Uh, yeah, the Suns, you're you're under fraud watch. You have an owner that decided to spend billions of dollars on your team, and then also hundreds of millions of dollars in a luxury tax, all for you to just not play basketball. And I'm enjoying it as a Dallas Mavericks fan. I, I, I'm I having mean, fun. Hey, shout out to the Phoenix Suns owner for essentially giving people free antennas. Was that, was that true or was that propaganda? Probably. Uh, you, you, I don't know. 
it, it was Utah and Phoenix. They were essentially giving people because they own their own network now. I think like yes. a lot, like a lot of teams have been doing recently, including the Rockets. Um, essentially, the owner just sent an open invite and was like, "You don't have cable, and you want to watch Suns games." Write me back. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's great for the league. I mean, I, I, I you know, regardless of how the Suns team turns out, I mean, you know. I don't want to call them frauds, but I think it's great that we're giving people uh, television access in 2023 as if, you know, it's some new crazy thing. Yeah, that, that part's good. good for them. That part's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. owner willingly spending money and doing it to the detriment of the future of his own franchise is interesting. And it happens every time a new owner comes in to a, a team. Steve Ballmer did it. It just keeps happening. It, it will always happen this way. They want to put their imprint on a team. That's how it works. The problem is, is he could have gotten other disgruntled superstars. Like I, I'd probably have rather have Damian Lillard over Bradley Beal right now. If you're the Suns, yep. yep. oh, he looked good. In purple. He would look great. That's not a good uh, If you were really mon- like James Harden, would you rather have James Harden over Bradley Beal if you're a Suns right now? I'm not with that. I know you have more personal baggage with James Harden, but I'm not like ruling it out. At least he would play a little bit. I'm glad that you brought that up because it does kind of beg the question, like, would you rather have somebody, you know, who's out on injury all the time or would you rather have someone who's out on injury but does it with his left hand and it's really cool (laughs) and he does like the setback thing and like, ah, I mean, it's... Tomato, tomato. Yeah, no, okay. That's fair. But you could also just not have traded all those things, had Kevin Durant, and gotten better role players. Trade DeAndre Drummond, get him out of there, get some better vibes in, get a different player. You were going to do the Nurkic for DeAndre Aiden trade regardless if he got Bradley Beal, I think. I think that was just going to happen because they wanted Nurkic and they wanted Aiden off the books. I don't know. I just feel like there could have been something else out there. But... They're on fraud watch. They're not frauds. I'm not saying they're frauds. They're just on my watch for potentially being a fraud. We have our binoculars. We're looking at them. That's all we're saying. The last one, you suggested this one, Victor Wembanyama. Um, Man, I gave so much praise to Chet. I feel bad. Um, And especially because I suggested this too. You know, I, 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 you know, I had such high, you know, harsh feelings about this earlier today, but I mean, he's, he's 19 years old, man. I mean, he, he is two years younger than Chet, hasn't developed a consistent three-point shot, is seven foot four and getting five rebounds a game? Somewhere around there, four, yeah, five. Somewhere four, four to six. I mean, there's so much upside, but I don't want to sit here and say there's bust potential. But at the same time, I mean, at this very moment, Something's, something's got to give. That game in Phoenix was so cool to see. I watched that entire second half live, and I thought that we were witnessing the next Jesus come down at this point. And then we got put back to earth, you know, within a game, within one game, actually. Um, we're not calling him a fraud yet. Uh, Stone, if you'd like to if you'd like to give me some women um, talk, I'm all for it. I, I think we just need to change our expectations of him. He, he's not going yeah. to be able to drive into the post, like just drive through the lane, dunk it whenever he wants. He's going to be able to do that sometimes on the fast break, absolutely, but he's not going to be able to take the ball from the three-point line all the way in by himself half the time and just because yeah. of how tall in, he in is. One dri- in one dribble. And yeah. Yeah. he's not going to make every three. Not No one does. Steph Curry doesn't. Luka doesn't. 
Kyrie doesn't. Like, just players don't make every three all the time just because he has an open window because he's nine feet tall and can see over everyone. The problem is I think we're running into Porzingis territory with Wimby where he can't really back down like six foot three guards sometimes. Like, not great. Not yeah. great. And then and he rebounds at an alarmingly low late, ro- low rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where yeah. Porzingis for years were like, why can't you just grab 10 rebounds a game? You were taller than everybody, just as athletic as everybody. Just grab the rebound. Wimby's in the same case. Yeah. Um, I think we just need to temper our expectations. We have to change what yeah. we think what Wimby can be. Wimby's going to be very good. Yeah. And, and re- real quick, I just want to add this last thing. We're, we're talking about positioning on the court, and if you are watching some of these Spurs games, you're seeing Wembenyama almost running already when the ball's being yeah. shot. So how can one get rebounds if he's already at the three-point line when somebody is going up for a rebound? Um, I don't know if I like what Popovich is doing or if that's one of the assistance plans or what's happening over there, but uh, I – Something's got to give with the positioning. You cannot make someone stronger unless you put them in str- in situations where they can where they can become strong. And I'm not seeing Wemby in the post as much as I should on offense and defense. And I get that he's 19. I get that he's six, seven foot four, 100 and what 90 pounds, 180. Very yeah. small, very small. Um, give it time. It'll be fine. Yeah, It'll be fine. But you are on broad watch for your rookie season. Just your yeah, rookie season. Just your rookie year. I, I think the Spurs have a problem if they have two guards that are very ball dominant, create your own shot, don't need assists, don't need to pass. They don't need someone to pass them the ball. They can just get it and create a shot. You have two of them, Vassell and Sohan. And there might be one other. Like, that's just kind of what their team is. That's what they've been given, essentially. They haven't drafted very well, necessarily. And yeah. they haven't had opportunities to really get free agents. And now you add this alien that you would like to give the ball all the time, but you have all these shot creators that do their own thing. And I think that's the problem, but I think pop will figure it out. Yeah. And and people get read like books in the NBA at this point. I mean, of course, you know, you have Jokic who just plays slow as hell and works at his own pace. And that's why he's so successful. But I mean, you know, Wemby, Wemby only has one bag, maybe half a bag. Shit takes time, you know? It's okay. Yeah, that's all right. it'll be fine. So yeah. that was Fraud Watch. This has been Zero Gravity, Polymedia's NBA podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We're on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you watch or listen to your podcast. We're on YouTube at Apollo H-O-U. Go follow us on social media at Apollo H-O-U. Shout out to Zing Zang and the Celebrity Mint for sponsoring this episode. And uh, we'll catch you again later this week we're probably going to put this next episode up on wednesday we got thanksgiving this week no basketball will be played on thanksgiving it's kind of their thing they save it for football they save it for football whatever we got christmas we got christmas so this has been uh zero gravity follow me to the nba podcast